When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. So this is when you go into the office this morning and you're like, you know what? They should make the Monday after the Super Bowl (laughs) a national holiday. All right. It's not the NFL's fault you stayed up late last night. It's not the NFL's fault that you drank last night and you feel like crap this morning. But it is. Yes, it is. It actually is. Isn't today like the 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 least productive Monday of the year or (laughs) something like that? It's the most sick day, or it's the day that most people call out sick more than any other day in the country. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Okay, how about this rule? Okay. All right, so the Monday after the Super Bowl is not a holiday unless it goes into overtime. So it goes into overtime, then we get the day off. Yep, thank God, which is exactly what happened last night. There has to be some kind of midway compromise. Like, you you shouldn't get the whole day off. But it would be nice if America just said, you know what, show up at noon. A late start. Yeah, just a late start. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll get your employees back in, you know? That's it. All right, Kristen, how are you going to start us off? A stupid bit of the week already? Yeah, that's how, you know, on a Monday, when people are a little bit groggy from staying up watching the big game, um, had a little bit too much to drink, a little bit too much cheese, so you're feeling a little bit on the bloated side today. Kinda Let's start binded. it off. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little, a little binded. Let's start off with a stupid <laughs> bit of the week. All right, so Bert, last week yeah. you shared a story with us of how Nebraska was scrapping their tourism slogan. Wait, their their slogan. Yes. What you call it? Yes. Yeah. Did I say slogan? You did yeah. say yeah. slogan. Wow. I like that. It's like yes. slogan and logo. I thought it was swag. I thought you did it on purpose. I, I think I did motto <laughs> and slogan and turned it into slogan. This Super Bowl really is going to be making us a very interesting show today. At least oh. for the first couple hours, I yeah. think you're right. Because I did. I stayed up for the entire game and oh, yeah. I had some beers last night, so it's on today. That's the kind of thing you can't turn that off. I mean, it's so, it was so close the entire time. There was no chance for you to go like, ah, this thing's over and be surprised. It was so close. Oh, well, you couldn't turn it off. Beginning and end. It, yeah. was, it was amazing. All right. So um, their slogan used to be Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everyone. <laughs> Adds up. <laughs> so the, the Tourism Commission announced that it's ditching the tagline because apparently the new governor is not a fan. He called it nonsense. But I mean, 
I'm a fan because, again, Nebraska, when you're asking people where they're going on a vacation, if you're going somewhere in the continental U.S., they're typically not going to be like, Nebraska. Um, So I went and I was curious what the other state slogans were. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off a state slogan. And like that, that was legit Nebraska's for the longest time. I'm going to read off a state (laughs) slogan. I love that kind of honesty. It's just like. Honestly, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's just like, you know what? Just go around us. (laughs) 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 Drive through our state. So I'm going to ask each of you individually which state you think this belongs to. Obviously, I took out the ones like find your Alaska. I think that one's pretty obvious. Or sweet home Alabama. Uh Or Georgia on my mind. I think those would have given it away for you. So, Mo, what state belongs to this slogan? We like it here. You might too. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, I'm going to go with randomly. I have no idea why. Ohio. Okay. Think more northeast. But it started with the right letter. Oh, that was, that was trivia. Um, hmm. North- Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, North, North East? you mean Northwest. Oh, God bless him. That's Super Bowl Monday, <laughs> boy. Still got it. <laughs> That's why I hit the buzzer. I'm, I'm down with you. <laughs> Did Oregon pick up and move? How many beers are we talking about last night? Four. Okay. <laughs> All right. Abby, what state belongs to this state slogan? Fun sized. Fun size? That is literally their state slogan. Okay, so it's got to be something in the actual Northeast, or should I say the Northwest? (laughs) It's the actual Northeast. It depends which way you're looking at the map. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking at it in a mirror, it's the other way. I want to say, okay, so I'm going to narrow it down to Vermont, Rhode Island, and Delaware. It is one of those. I feel like Vermont... Is too serious, right? Like they wouldn't be like fun size because they're they have the uh, the beautiful leaves, <laughs> yeah. the rich people that go there to vacation. You've narrowed it down to the final two, one. and one one of them is it. I feel like Rhode Island is not as serious as Vermont, but they're kind of like the middle child to where they would kind of be like they would roll their eyes at that. So I'm gonna go Delaware. It was Rhode Island. Oh. No! smallest state. Oh, really? I thought maybe Delaware was the smallest because they're the most irrelevant. (laughs) Or maybe New Hampshire. How did I forget New Hampshire? (laughs) The president of the United States is from Delaware. What do you mean? (laughs) It's irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bart. Yes. The state slogan is, sounds good to me. Sound good to me. (laughs) That feels like a Tennessee. is what? It, what is going on? Yeah, just because of the it music. And Tennessee, the music. sounds good to me. Oh, uh, okay. Well played. <laughs> All right, Mo. Mm-hmm. State slogan is, it's like a whole other country. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, um, I know this one. You do? Yeah. Does it's Miami like a- have a slogan? <laughs> That's a city. <laughs> That's not a city. A city. Am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> no. No. That, that no. was good. That was good. It's like a whole other country. Look, look, ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it would like to be its own other country. That's what it should say. All right, Abby. Hmm, which one I want to give you? Okay, I think this one's obvious too. Dream big. That is the state slogan. Dream big. California? It is. Yeah. You guys are so good. All wow. right, hardest one, last one for you. All right. Bart. It's all here. It's all here. Mm-hmm. It's all here. I didn't know it was all here. You know where that is? It is Colorado. It is not. Okay. No, it's not there. Um, 
I want to give you a. It's a, all here. We've I got mountains and we've got no. oceans. and we, no. no, it's not no, all here. They don't. They lie. They lie. Think of. Um, I can't. I can't think of a, a a tip for you. Massachusetts. Oh, it's not all there. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that aren't there. But overall, I'm very impressed with all of you. And, that's, and we're impressed that you sort of know how to read a map. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Oregon, that beautiful Northeast. Hey. <laughs> I can't wait to visit someday. The Bird Show. All right, Cassie, it is time to rant on teachers or for teachers. Uh, on schools. I'm not pinning this on the teachers themselves, okay. but I'm a very frustrated parent right now. And I knew this day was coming. I just thought it was going to happen like naively in middle school or junior high. And it's the homework that is sent home. And my child is, to give you context, my child is four. She's not even in actual school. It's like a pre-preschool. And they learn things, which is what I want. That's fantastic. They do like, they learned about gravity the other day. They learn about Martin Luther King. They do art. Fantastic. And I'm not talking about the worksheets that they'll start sending home because that's helpful. It's like writing her name out, you know, and, and different. They're, it's easy and that's an activity I would have done with her at home anyway. She now has a project due and has to make a presentation, which means I have a project due mm-hmm. and I have to make the presentation essentially. At four? At four with poster board, like the <laughs> science fair, three-sided poster board. And I am irritated beyond belief because it is due the day that we depart on Bert's Big Adventure. So now, in addition to prepping for our big trip, I have to do homework. And I just would like to ask Teachers, I'm an involved parent. I sit down with my kid. We do things like counting and other developmental stuff. And I want to be involved with her. But that is too much. Like, I didn't sign up to do homework. And I think it is unfair that when you're sending home projects like this, you know the parents are going to have to input considerable hours into making this presentation happen with their kids. Mm-hmm. I work all day. I go home. I take care of the house. I take care of the kids. You know, and then... At night, I don't even have time for myself. So now I have to add in a presentation and I am, I'm actually furious. I'm, I'm getting really upset about it because it'll affect my daughter. You know, like I don't want her to show up empty handed. So I don't want to make her feel left out. But I am pissed off at these teachers for sending this home. Yeah, for a four-year-old, I don't blame you. Um, tell them about the food that you had to make for some kind of... Um, wasn't there something that you all had to sign up and bring food for? Yeah, there were, I forget what it was. Oh, it was like a cultural week, which is cool. Again, love it. Again, no, I don't mind sending food. There's a Valentine's Day party. We're participating in that. But this dish, the dishes that were listed, unless you brought the drinks, took two hours with really rare ingredients. And I get it because they're from different parts of the world. Love it. It's just a time suck. And I'm like, I do not have that time as a working mom and my husband as a working dad because he's, you know, got his own business. We don't have time to do that. And I just, I know it's going to get worse. And it's like every other day, it's like, where are this today? It's Purple Day. It's Jersey Day. And it's so much to keep up with. That's fine. But this project, and I'm at the point where I don't know if I should say something, but then I become that mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who complains. And I just think it's like, I would love to hear from teachers why this is happening, but I don't have time to put together Mm -hmm. a presentation. I think it should be weighted 
based on the parents' intelligence. And <laughs> with that, you're getting the right amount because you went to Emory. Uh, I did, so I did my work. But I'm schools done. Know you <laughs> schools know you can handle it with your daughter, so they're going to give you harder stuff. I dropped out of San Diego State. They shouldn't give me any. They shouldn't give my kid anything. Oh, okay. Pun- <laughs> yeah, punish me for doing well. For being smart. That's what we do here on The Burt Show. And, you know, it's not talking about this stuff with my kid. It's like a cool thing, and I'm happy she's learning about it, but... I just, and I've heard from other moms who are strapped down, like literal lawyers who have billable hours, who are sitting here gluing pictures to poster board. And I'm just, don't send home age inappropriate homework. I don't know. That's the problem. I do feel like that's age inappropriate for a four year old to have like a a massive presentation. I'm not sure what year it was where I looked at uh, either Hayden or Hollis, like walk out of the house. It wasn't even homework based, but they were so little and their backpack was so huge. That thing is like 25 pounds on that little body it's like he was rucking or something yeah <laughs> would i be an a-hole for pushing back on uh, like i won't do this one because i think it's too late but next time being like no no my time is valuable now i'm working with my child rather than hanging out doing fun stuff yeah. with my kid i said i know i'm not ready to be a parent because if you gave my four-year-old child a project they are going to do it all on their own i'm not helping at all whatever they oh. come up with they come up with. <laughs> here's the thing because i was like that's cool i'll guide her and she can get artsy with it and i really will let i will guide her but let her do it and they're like, it needs to look nice and neat and pretty for so it can line the hallways, a.k.a. you need to do it. Are you? They what? actually put what? that? Yes, they sent that in a later on message because I was like, cool, she can get creative. Like, who cares if she colors outside the lines? Mm-hmm. Like, I will really let her have fun and make it an art project and we'll learn. No, that's not that's not a thing. Here is Allie, who is a teacher. Good morning, Allie. You're on the Burt Show. Good morning. Teacher of 40 years, two-time teacher of the year. Um, as I've grown as a teacher, I've realized that, and with, as a parent, I realized that more children should be doing their own artwork. Make it messy. Let them do it, glue it however they can if it has to come home. And send the message that this is a child-centered world and the child should be doing it, not the parent, or have them do it in school. But at four years old, mm-hmm. they should be playing. Yeah. Amen to that. Hot take. You're at school. You can learn at school when you come home. It's playtime. I don't believe in homework in general, honestly. I'm like, if you can't teach it to them during the day, then that is not on me. There was a year there where uh, Hollis's school did that, uh, where they're like, absolutely no homework. That. Yeah, yeah. And I was sort of like outraged, like, how dare us? You know, because old school, and that was part of the curriculum. But then realized, like, Actually, the kid is having a life outside of school. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as stressed, and I was down with it. Yeah, we work, and then you get to go home and have yeah. free time. School is our child's work, and then they should get to go home and have free time. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Usher got the whole country caught up on his music again. It was so good. It was so, so good. good. It was, it was great. so good. I couldn't tell if I loved it because it had so much Atlanta influence, and that's where we do the show from. Oh, Atlanta influences everything, though, baby. <laughs> it was really incredible. And just from an athletic standpoint, mm-hmm. what that dude was doing last night while deciding to sing live, I was blown away. It was insane. He was on rollerblades at one point. Mans was sweating. He was glistening like two songs into it. And then he stripped off his shirt. And literally, I kid you not, I went to to Live, which is this massive bar down by the baseball stadium. And literally every woman in the place was like, (laughs) ah! (laughs) <laughs> he did 
did so good. The pure athleticism it took to pull off that performance is incredible. But he also had some special guests. His first one was Alicia Keys, where they sang "My Boo." But a lot of people were tweeting about uh, how her husband was probably very upset. He has thing. a way with married women that uh-huh. makes people very upset. <laughs> well, well, technically, they're both known to be um, somewhat domestic terrorists. So it, the, 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 the moment uh, made a lot of sense for the two of them. Yeah, he does this in all of his shows too in Vegas, uh-huh. where he brings somebody up on stage and allows them to grind on him. The privilege. Hey, you paid all this money, you can grind on me. Uh, but he's been like that for the longest amount of time, and there are husbands that have gotten into fights over it. Yeah, it was a very romantic moment. Um, Alicia Keys also, <laughs> I only say this because I thought it was the funniest tweet of the night. Uh, Alicia Keys surprisingly had a little bit of a pitchy moment right when she was singing um, No One, and someone was like, Alicia needs to find the keys. Are the keys uh, in the room? Yeah, she, she started off key a little bit. It was, yeah. it, was a little, she, it was bad, yeah. She made up for it, but she did. That, yeah, yeah. out the gate, it was a little rough. She looked so good, I don't care what she was saying. She looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also performed OMG with Will I Am, turned down for what with Lil John, and yeah, with Ludacris and Lil John. I was watching that just strictly from like a working out and athletic standpoint. He was like doing orange things theory the entire time <laughs> <laughs> while singing. Uh-huh. I mean, sweating so much. I was so impressed with that dude. And that is a ballsy move to get out there on skates mm-hmm. and sing, <laughs> knowing at any moment you can fall on your ass in front of <laughs> millions upon millions upon millions of people. And I think the expectations were so high for him because the residency did so well that yep. everybody was expecting for him to bring out all the bells and whistles. And he did. And really? he showed and proved. And for the people, like, of course, right afterwards, I, I mean, and I'm I'm a woman of a certain age, so of course I was going to be like over the moon with this halftime show and halftime performance because as somebody that's like Gen X on the millennial Gen X cusp, I mean, these are songs. These are the, like, that's the soundtrack of my life. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like late high school, early college, like a lot of memories attached to these songs throughout the years. So of course his catalog, like is, oh, it's just, it's right to my heart. So the man really could do no wrong for me when it came to this halftime performance. Um, but the guests that he brought out, and the choreography, and I I really thought it was fantastic. Was it the greatest Super Bowl halftime performance of all time? No, but it was damn, damn good. And mm. the people who are coming down on it, I'm like, for what? what? Who is coming what? down on it? People just want to hate on something. Yeah. Like, a bunch of old people online. Oh I hate God. all of them. No, it's not, <laughs> even, coming from, it's not even coming from old people. Like uh, some of my friends, and like, I'm like, what? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Some were commenting last night, so I did go back to watch some of the halftimes from previous years just because, you know, when your years separate, when it's happening, you're like, this is the best, you know, and they were comparing it to Bruno Mars, which I went back and I watched also, which was really, really good, too, just not as, like, athletic as Usher's was. Then I went back and I watched Dre's and M&M's, which was fantastic also. This one last night, though, I think goes down in the top five. It's, it was so good. And I'm like, I wish people also would stop comparing. Like, take it for what it is. They had the whole, because they were in Vegas, and they had the whole Vegas show. Like, they they catered to the city they were in, which was really nice, and Atlanta would have appreciated me many years ago. But I'm just like, I I friggin' I loved it. I was dancing and singing the entire time. We were embarrassing our kids the entire time. Um, Super Bowl party is a lot different when you have a toddler. Um, And I thought he did just a fantastic job. Oh, yeah, we got fed, and we needed to after the last couple of years where it felt like it wasn't wasn't giving what it needed to give. This year gave what it needed to give. Rent was due for Usher. All right, Beyonce nearly broke the internet when she dropped two new singles off her new album that's coming out this spring. We'll talk about it on your next e on the Bird Show.
The Burt Show. All right, Taylor Swift. How can we not talk about her after the Super Bowl also last night? <laughs> there was one time that I did see that, that Travis actually made a catch and they didn't flash on her. And I'm like, where'd she go? What happened? I was a little bit concerned. She's peeing. But it was one and one only. Look at the growth that the NFL has had. <laughs> I watched the full game yesterday. This was the, like the full, this the first full Chiefs game that I've ever seen. People are making such a big deal about, about how much they show her. Because I was like, I was waiting for that. I was like, where is she? I'm waiting for them to flash to Taylor, and it happened like three times. It was a lot. It was a lot. They missed one. No, it was not. It was a lot. I was was watching the game, and we were waiting for the entertainment because the game was so bad. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The first the first half of the game was very slow and kind of blah. But I'm I'm. It's so funny the different like. perspectives, I would. I feel the same way. I don't feel like it was that much at all. <laughs> I, I think if it's any, maybe, it might be too much for some people. Now, she was getting booed last night a little bit when they showed her on the screen. People at the stadium were booing her. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh-huh. and then she, like, tipped her drink back and completely yeah. finished it. Icon behavior. Because <laughs> they say she was playing the drinking game. Apparently, there, there was a drinking game during the Super Bowl that any time they flash to Taylor uh-huh. Swift, you have to take a drink. Uh-huh. So when they flashed to her in the stadium, she downed her drink <laughs> because, you know, she's like, I get it. This is annoying. Maybe I thought it was a lot because I remember them showing her like in the the, the warm ups like the play the game hadn't even started yet they, they was flashing from the person that was supposed to be doing America the beautiful to her I was like it was it felt like a lot to me I texted Abby over the weekend because uh, when I was working out it was the very first time that I had le- ever listened to the Heights podcast and that's the Kelsey Brothers podcast right um, and the very first ad. This just goes to show you the power of Swifties now and how their demographic of this podcast has changed. And football also, right? On this particular podcast, which is mostly about football and two dudes that play in the NFL, the first commercial was a Tampax commercial. <laughs> it was a teenager talking about using a tampon for the very first time. And I'm like, that's Swifty influence right there. <laughs> Look, the Super Bowl suites were like $2 million. They yeah. had to take whatever ads they could. All right, so the reason why we're talking about Taylor Swift is not because of the Super Bowl and the fact that her boyfriend won. You know, his name is Travis Kelsey, by the way. Um, so a Swifty from Pakistan set a Guinness World Record for IDing the most Taylor Swift songs in a minute. We talked about this a little while ago, wanted to give Abby a chance to get some practice in. And because she is such a huge Swifty, we wanted to see if she can break this guy's record, okay? So he he did 34 songs and he did it in 60 seconds, and he has a friend who's reading off the lyrics. So it's the lyrics from the very beginning of the song, and he has to um, he has to guess what the song is. It sounded like this. Oh, wow. Okay, I see. Yep, yep. So I have pulled, because this is how much faith I have in you, I pulled 35 Taylor Swift songs and have the lyrics, okay? Okay. Cassie, if you can grab your phone, you're going to be the timer, all right? 60 seconds. As soon as I start talking, you're going to hit. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to read the, like, these are the starting lyrics of the song, and you have to guess. Mo, if you can, um, I'll be like... Yes, and then you can keep track of how many she gets right. Okay, can uh-huh. I say pass? Like if I if I yes. think okay, yeah, because I'm a little slow after staying up till. Uh, this is probably 11. a bad day to do this. This but might this be is the your worst. Super Bowl, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll consider this like a practice round, okay? okay? And then we'll see how we'll do, and then we can do it again. But 34 songs—that's the number to beat. Okay? okay, okay. I'm a little nervous. And she has how long to do it? In 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Okay, are you ready? I think so. Maybe. Okay. 
Fever dream high in the quiet. Cruel summer. Yes. Nice to meet you. Where you begin? Going space. Yes. We could leave the Christmas lights up till January. Love her. Yes. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. She's you broke. belong with me. Yep. I don't like uh, your little games. Don't like your tilted stage. The role you made me play of the floor. Look what you made me do. Uh, I wore, yes, I walked through the door with you. The air was cold. I'll but, do well. Yep. And 10 minute version, maybe. Midnight. Uh, you come and pick me up. No headlights. Style. Yep. Uh, there I was again tonight, forcing laughter, faking smiles. Enchanted. Yep. Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on cardigan. Cardigan. Yep. You should take it as a compliment that I got drunk. Gorgeous. Yep. Uh, salt air and the rust on okay, your door. August. Yep. I remember when we broke up the first time saying, this is it, I've had enough, because like we haven't seen each other in a month. Uh, we're never getting back together. Yep. My love was as cruel as the cities I lived in. Everyone looked. Daylight. At, yep. Uh, baby love, I think. I've been a little too kind. Didn't know. Bejeweled. Yep. Uh, we were both young when I first saw Love you. Love story. Yep, yep. There I was again tonight, forcing laughter, faking smiles. Enchanted. Yep. Uh, you are somebody that I don't know, but you're taking shots at me like it's a patron. You need to calm down. Uh, this ain't. Yep. This is for. This ain't for the best. My reputation's never been worse. Time. So. Delicate. Oh, that was so good. Seventeen. Seventeen. If you count the last one. Eighteen. Okay, we got to figure out another way because I shouldn't have to say yes. Because I feel like I eat up some <laughs> yeah, of your time by saying yes. I think when you go forward, that. Is That's, saying yes. Okay. Can you? Can or you could just ding a bell and go right into the next lyric. Oh, that was so good. That was good though. Either way, I mean, yours was impressive, but that dude got thirty-four. Yes. Damn. Think wow. about what I could do with full brain power though. Because <laughs> right now my mind is just Taylor Swifting, Travis Kelsey kissing at the end of the Super Bowl. Like think, that's just my mind right now. <laughs> I think you're fast because you're boy sober right now. Uh oh. I, I think you're just healthier. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're because you detox. Yeah. I think that, I think you're thinking clearly now. Sure. Well, give yep. me another week and let's see what I can do. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, Mo, so there you are this weekend. You just took off. I had a couple of listeners very concerned about you this weekend because they hadn't heard from you. <laughs> I'm like, this This is, This is. means he's having a great time, like an authentically great time. That's why he's not posted on Instagram. There's not pictures all over the place. There used to be a time that's what it meant. Now people get concerned. Where's Mo? That's funny. Yeah, that, and, and it's exactly that. I, I was having a, a great time, and it was. it went by really quickly. And, I mean, I can't be mad at my guy because he was celebrating his birthday. So this weekend was all about him for me. But he is by far... The most fun person to travel with, but also the most stressful person to travel with at the same exact time. And it, so every single time for the last three trips now, it, this guy just gets lost. He's just this person. I don't know if y'all have a friend like this. He is a grown man, and he somehow, some way, gets absolutely lost every single trip. I have a friend like that. You do? I do, yeah. She's just the one that if she goes missing, it's, it's, pretty, it's par for the course. Is he your flaky friend? No, no. Like he's not flaky. Like he he always shows up. He keeps his word. He's just gonna be late, and and he's probably gonna get lost at some point throughout the party or throughout the time. Yeah. This is the one that seeks out the fun, and yeah. they also are the fun. They bring the fun, yes. so they get sucked into other areas. Yeah, and then before you know it, you're like. Where did Amanda go? I, <laughs> exactly that. I tend to do the exact same thing. Like, uh, for whatever reason, even if I'm having a great time, I will become a wanderer and not tell anybody. Uh -huh. That's him. Okay. That's exactly yeah. him. And I, and most of the time, I know how to handle it by, like, just, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. But sometimes, I'm not so sure because he um he's a lightweight. And when he, he has a couple drinks, he's just in another planet. Like, he can't. I don't even know how to explain it. He just can't function 100%. So I always feel bad leaving him behind. And the last time we went on a trip, we did an ATV tour, and I told y'all about it. He was the last guy on, on the tour, which I knew oh, that yeah. was going to be a problem. Uh -huh. And then eventually he disappears, and we, we can't find him in Costa Rica for like 25 <laughs> minutes, right? So this particular trip, I knew 
If I lost him, it was going to be worse because it's just the two of us. So I don't really have a team with us to watch <laughs> over him or to find him. It's just me and this guy. And it's like now become my responsibility to make sure that he's okay. And I'm not the person that should be responsible on a vacation at all. That's not me. So we decide to go to a, a different resort and get a day pass because we heard that this particular resort had a party, a day party, day beach thing going on. So we're like, all right, let's go over there and celebrate your birthday. We go... We get there. This resort is huge. It's like one of the biggest resorts I've ever seen in my life. So it's fairly easy to get lost. Mm -hmm. But we get in, and I just remember we had to have been there at this point maybe 20 minutes, I would say. We got in. First thing he wanted to do was go to the bar. Cool. We go to the bar. We meet someone at the bar. Well, he meets someone at the bar because he meets people all the time. Next thing I know, we're ordering shots for each other. We're having a great time. We go to the pool. We have a couple more drinks in the pool. Then we decide to get out. And go get some food. Everything's going fine. Somehow, some way, from the pool to where the food was, which was probably a two-minute walk, if that, I lose him. He's, like, right behind me until he's not. And I turn around, he's gone. I can't find him. So the people that we were hanging out with in the pool, I asked them if they saw which way he went. They told me. I went in that direction, couldn't find him. I'm calling his phone. He's not answering the phone. So at this point... I'm thinking his mind should tell him to come to where the food is because that's where we were going when we got lost. Yeah. So I go get a table. I sit down. I ate. Must have been 35, 45 minutes. He doesn't walk into the restaurant. I don't hear from him. I don't know where he is. And I don't want to leave him because I'm 100% sure he does not know how to get back to the room on his own. There's no way he'll be able to do it. Because, again, you're not at the resort you're staying at. You're at a different resort on a day pass. Exactly. Completely different resort. So it's not like he just could have gone to the room. Nope. Because you're at a completely different resort. Yes. And he doesn't have, he didn't, like, I set up my Wi-Fi as soon as I got there because I'm smart. He didn't do that. So now he, I know he doesn't have Wi-Fi. He can't order a lift. I don't even think he knows where the resort we're staying at is. <laughs> so I have to find him. So I leave. I go looking around the pool. I can't find him. I ask people to look, help me look for him. They can't find him. I even had somebody page him. Somebody was like, we'll page him for you, which was embarrassing to have to page your <laughs> grown friend at a resort. And we still could not find this guy. It got so bad that I sat down on one of the lawn chairs, fell asleep. I completely just went to sleep. I woke up about an hour and a half later. Still couldn't find him. <laughs> Still couldn't find him. He's not calling my phone. He's not calling me back. Anything. So after I think about another 30 minutes, I mean, it took me about a good three hours. I'm like walking around. Something tells me to check the front. Like, just go see if he happens to be at the front. So as I'm walking towards the front, this guy grabs me and goes, hey, weren't you looking for your friend, the guy that was in the pool with you? And I was like, yes, have you seen him? He said, yeah, man, he's been passed out on one of these yeah. chairs oh in the front God. of the place yep. for like the last two hours. He's oh just he's just laying there. <laughs> sure enough, I go, the man got his shirt off. He got all of his like personal belongings just on the ground. Thank God nobody took him. He's just laid out, passed out. He was laid there for like three hours on his birthday. <laughs> and that's how we celebrated his entire birthday, from him passing out on the chair. Is this the same dude that passed out in the shower for like six hours? Same exact guy. Literally with the water running on him, passed out. Eight hours. In the shower. Found him in the shower the next morning. That's, that's, that's my guy. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for
looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select, just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. Been interesting a couple of minutes ago in studio to listen to the women of The Bird Show talk about a deeper meaning of Travis Kelsey having an argument with his head coach last night during the Super Bowl. So if you miss this, Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends that probably has ever played the game, right? This is uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Uh, And at one point in the game last night, there was a fumble uh, from Kansas City that was so close to getting a touchdown, and Travis Kelsey wasn't in on that play. And he was so upset that the coach had taken him out for that one play because he felt like he could have been a difference maker that he runs up to the coach. And I think the head coach, uh, who I like to call Angry Cat because he just looks like that eh? that old Grumpy Angry Cat. cat. Grumpy <laughs> Cat, that's right. Um and uh, kind of bumped him, and the head coach was, like, really startled by it while Travis was yelling at him, like, keep me in the game. I need to be in this game. And the women this morning in here had a little different take on it. Well, yeah, during the commercial break, I was I brought it up, and I was like, personally, and I don't want anybody to, like, misconstrue what I'm saying here. Uh, and it's, like, a small red flag, not a massive red flag, but that was, like, watching that, that was, like, that's worrisome behavior. Like, because it would have been one thing to yell, but I think it was the physical contact that put it over the edge for me. And it just, it wasn't a good look. It just, it, it uh, and I get the, the testosterone and the, this is the, the Super Bowl. It's the championship. There's a lot on the line. You want to win. I mean, I played sports. I get like that competitive nature for sure. But it's like, keep your ass together, man. Like that to me, that I, I I didn't find that. Not that it's to be to be found attractive or unattractive, but I was like, you're you're better than that. You're mm. a better player than that. To like, li- you bumped like like ha- like you bumped your coach and screamed in his face with fury and anger during the game. Like, keep your ass together. I was just shocked that Andy Reid took it. I mean, yeah. if you watch the clip, it's kind of like he was one of those British Buckingham Palace guards where he's just staring <laughs> straight ahead. Like, he's getting up all in his face, and he's just having none of it. I was surprised that Andy Reid didn't hand it to him because he was so aggressive that I thought that maybe it was like a joke. Like, maybe he was just getting really, really hyped. And then when I saw that he was actually getting upset about the fact that he wasn't in the game, I was like, oh, he's really angry here. Like, I, I, I hope Travis apologized to him. Like since they was, did. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they talked about it. This is a dude thing right here. You yeah. get into an argument and you're fine 30 seconds later. Yep. I felt like he came in hot on Andy Reid, but I, I don't think that he touched him with his hands or anything. I just, no, he bumped he him. He, kinda, he accidentally bumped him. He didn't accidentally bump him. He, he didn't go into his coach and, and purposely bump his coach. It looked like he grabbed him. 
I didn't see a grab. No, I didn't see a grab, but he uh-uh. came in so aggressively. Like, there's no way he couldn't, like, he could not have bumped the coach. Now, listen, the fact that he apologized, people make mistakes, you move on. I'm not saying, like, this, this should be held over Travis Kelsey's head for the rest of his days. I'm just saying that moment, not a good look, dude. So I want to get Mo's take on this because when I saw it happen and I found out the reason why it happened, uh, I had a very different take than you. Mine was like, I want that guy on my team. He's so fired up right now, and he's so mad that he feels like he could have had something to do with the success of that team that he went over to his coach to get in his face and go, you need me. We need this win. I was I was admiring it. I had, I had the same thought. I mean, like you saw Patrick Mahomes kind of blow up on one of his teammates. You've seen Brady do it a million times. It's, it's something about, I mean, football is just like that period. But obviously the Super Bowl, it intensifies. And you. I think this is a perfect example of what happens when you got that much of the spotlight on you. Because, I mean, Travis Kelsey been in the league, what, 10 years? That's probably the only time we've ever seen that from him. <laughs> but I just think because the spotlight well, with him and Taylor is so magnified that it blew it up and it made it more than I think it really was. Well, there was a couple of weeks ago where he ripped his helmet off also because he was really upset that he wasn't doing so great. Um, but you, what you were saying is this little red flag of yours is like this is very, like he can't control his aggressiveness? No, I, it's not that. Um, I Just watching it, and I think um, it's, it's one thing to be passionate, and I'm all about being passionate, but when you watch it, the level of anger that's in his face and in his body, and also... You know, it's one thing to do that to, like, a fellow player. One, I'm, like, very sensitive to, like, um, like showing people respect and, like, you know, you're treating other people, like, with kindness. And I know, like, you throw that out the window when you're on the, when you're on the field for a football <laughs> yeah. game. I get that. I mean, they're, they're, they're literally pummeling each other and tackling each other. Everyone be nice while we're in our matching outfits and throwing the ball yeah. together. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I enjoy sports. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. When you see the level of intensity, which I know you see is a good thing, but to not be able to like harness that and control that and to lose control in that situation to your head coach. And again, it wasn't the screaming. It was the physical, t- like it was the fact that he pushed him. Um, it, it just, it, it. I, I personally wasn't like, oh, I want that guy on my team. I was like, you might want to get that in a truck. <laughs> that was my first thought. Was like, and especially like I, I told my guy, I'm like, in a world where everybody is trying to say that the NFL is scripted, that, that reaction right there should tell you, right. it's not. <laughs> that was authentic. So if you're Taylor, you're in her group, and you see that, there's a part of you going, I wonder if he has anger issues? Um, not if he has. No, that's, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't go to my friend and be like, you need, No. But, but that, that seed, I would have that in the back of my head and like, you know, all right, well, we saw this. Like when people show you who they are, believe them. That's like one of the things. And I get what you're all saying in the game, like you're at the Super Bowl. And so there's like that would be an exception to the rule because you're playing for the championship and there's yeah. so much on the line. If it I happened get that. at the express lane at a supermarket, then I can understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Which is why if that happened there, I would say something to my friend. Am I going to like if I am Blake Lively, am I saying something to Taylor Swift? <laughs> no. But do I do I find that attractive? No. Do I find it off-putting? No. Do I find it slightly worrisome? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I want that guy next to me, man. I want that guy next to me in the foxhole. It just tells me he, he really cares. Yeah. That's kind of what I got out of it. But right. I do think Andy Reid should have handled it differently. I, I feel I like think he was shocked. Probably. <laughs> Bill Belichick might have benched him just to prove a point <laughs> right. and lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> just to prove a point. 
The Bird Show. All right, so Friday we took a call from a Bird Show listener that was so stressed out, and for good reason, man. When you are a manager, you hate firing people. You hate it. So how about if you have to fire your best friend? All right, I got to pull it up. Sorry. I got very into that last conversation that we just had. <laughs> All right, so what had happened was um, she got a job, and her friend was the one that helped her get this job. And now the boss is asking her to fire her friend. And she doesn't disagree with her boss as far as, like, her friend's performance. Uh, performance. Um, she just hates that she was one that helped me get this gig, and now I have to turn around and fire her. Um, and we, we talked on the show whether or not you'd want your boss to be the one to fire you or your friend to be the one to fire you. And a couple of you were like, I would actually rather have my friend fire me and that we would be able to move on and get past it. While the other uh, ones of us were like, yeah, I want to keep like that personal and business separate and I'd rather my boss fire me. And it would hmm. just be, it would be really embarrassing to have my friend have to be the one to like, you know, give me the boot. So we just have to find out because I mean, her boss gave her this task and she was supposed to do it. And so now we got to find out how it went. The update. <clears throat> I did decide to attempt to talk to my boss about whether someone else could handle the task of firing my friend. However, my boss firmly insisted that it was my job and my responsibility. They even went as far as to say it was unprofessional to ask such a question. So I had no choice but to do it myself. Mm. As expected, the conversation with my friend didn't go well at all. She is under the impression that I could have somehow saved their job if I wanted to. No matter what I said, she would not believe that the decision was completely out of my hands. To make matters worse, my friend is close to others within the office, and now others on the team are upset too. I feel caught in the middle of office politics and personal relationships when none of it was my fault. If you have any advice on how to fix my friendship, improve the morale at the office, and remove any doubt from my boss that I'm professional, I'd love to hear it. Winnie. So I think with the friend, this blows over. Uh, I think the friend was really, really upset. I think at some point or another, she's going to calm down and realize, like, you would never do this. This is not something that you wanted to do. So I wouldn't worry about that part. Part The professional part of it, this might be a little bit tougher because, as I said on Friday, man, this is a tough part of business here when you're being a manager also is that you've got to do these things that are so uncomfortable. But it is, at the end of the day, a job. So I don't know that you take a real hit either way, professionally or personally here. It's not her responsibility to fix morale in the office. It's her boss's responsibility. Like the fact that people on the team are upset and now blaming her, that's all on the boss. That's not on her. What do you mean? She said that people in the office, to make my wife, like the, uh, I feel caught in the middle, blah, 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 and that um, she wants to improve morale and that other people on the team are mad at her for firing her. So it's, it's not her responsibility to fix the morale. It's her boss's responsibility. He gave her the task she did what she was asked to do, and now there's like a riff in the office, so it's the boss's responsibility to fix that. If she's managing like one team in the office, though, I don't know that I agree with you. But I, that's, we don't, I, I'm not under the impression that she's doing that. I mean, it wasn't her, her fault or her decision that she had to, to fire her friend, and I think in time, people will begin to understand that. I think it's just going to be one of those things where you have to wait it out. Like, it's going to suck really bad right now because mm -hmm. there's a shift in the dynamic in the office, and people are clearly feeling that, and I think as, as time goes on, and maybe you even have out-of-office conversations with people where you're like, yeah, it wasn't really my decision. I was told, you know, X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z. 
I, I think people will begin to see your side and people will get used to this new dynamic and hopefully stop blaming you. All right, Katie and Amber, we got a couple of seconds here. There's supposed to be a blind date going down for Valentine's Day here. Yes. That, so let's backtrack a little bit. Jackson and I, we took on the role of trying to help Amber find love because her dating profiles are trash. <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Wow. Trash. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, sometimes honesty. Okay. Yep. 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 I'll tell you the truth. I, okay. I think we all agree they're really bad. <laughs> yeah. Just terrible. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> but there was a listener that reached out, slid in my DMs, and was like, you know what? Amber is sexy. I got to have this woman. Right. So the goal was that over the weekend, the major party that we went to the event that we're going to try to get this listener out to meet Amber and do a blind date. Mm -hmm. However, day before, she's like, I actually committed to something else. I can't do it. Here's my number, though. I still want to meet up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, let's try to set up a blind date for Valentine's Day. I text her and no response. <gasps> no. You texted the other woman? The listener. Oh, so man. when did you try to set it up? How long has it been? Okay, so it's only been like 24 hours. Okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, maybe she was busy or something like that. I don't mm. know. Here's the thing. If I'm the listener, if I'm a P1 and I listen to this show every day and I hear people talking about my love life as if it's a bit on a show, I'm probably going to do the same thing. I'm probably going to back out and ghost because anything I say is now going to be talked about on the air. So I really don't blame them. Well, then mm-hmm. she shouldn't have DM'd Katie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a point there. She, look at all the sexiness right there. She wanted to make her move. <sighs> Yeah. So now I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> the Bird Show. Going into the weekend, she thought she was going to get her first kiss, and she's 24 years old. She was kind of sketching about it. Yeah, so, Mo, we had a listener hit us up. Uh, again, she's 24, never been kissed. Wow. And, yes, we asked her why. Um, and she said that all through high school, college, and grad school. She was just very focused, and she just never had um, a boyfriend relationship. And so before she knew it, she's 24, and she's never, never kissed another person. So she was going on her third date with a guy. This is, like, one of the the first guys that she's ever, like, really dated because now she's in a place where she has the time, and she's able to focus energy on a romantic relationship. And going into the weekend, she was like, it's the third date. I'm pretty sure we're going to kiss. Um, and she was freaking out about it. <laughs> and we we let her know, whatever you do, do not tell him that you have never been kissed because that's going to make it hella awkward. Told her to check out YouTube videos and YouTube tutorials. We played some of those on the air for her about what to do. We gave her some um, some advice as far as like, all right, so here you go. You know, you're going to tilt your head ever so slightly to the right. You're going to go in. Whatever you do, don't keep your eyes open. That's, that's, that's not that's a, a good one. Right? That's uh-huh. not a good look. So we gave her all of our tips and tricks. And now we just have to find out, did Hannah get her first kiss at the age of 24? What is the average age that somebody gets their first kiss? I know the answer to this. Mm. What do you think? 13. 14? 13? Mm-hmm. Uh, 14? 15? 12? Wow, it's fifteen. Oh, and, really? And even then, I was like, "Dang, really?" Yes, thirteen, twelve. Well, I was fifteen, but I thought I was a late like I, I was a I was a late bloomer. So that's why I went ahead and went thirteen because the majority of my friends I already had a first kiss. Yeah, I think I was thirteen. What Middle, eighth grade, middle school. Yeah, yeah. same. Mm-hmm. I was a sophomore in high school. all right so what happened over the weekend uh thank you for taking the time to talk to me on friday was a huge help but i think i may have let you down 
Now to the updates. Okay, that's a good tease. Uh, our third date went great. I really, capital letters, really like them. But, capital letters, I hope I haven't blown it. After dinner, we were both supposed to go back to his place to watch a movie. However, <laughs> I started to panic and get really nervous when I got to his place. Understandable. After a few minutes of being there, the nerves were too much that I made an excuse that I wasn't feeling so great. So I told him I had to go home and would love to watch the movie another day. He checked on me the next day, asked how I felt. That was the last time I heard from him. Needless to say, the kiss did not happen. Did I blow it from Harper? Oh, first of all, I don't blame you for being nervous because it's one thing to go into the date expecting that maybe at the doorstep he's going to go in for the kiss. When I hear you're on a third date and the guy's like, let's go back to my place, uh -huh. I'm thinking it's not just a little kiss action. It's probably something else. So he probably feels very rejected in this moment because he probably thought, oh, she's faking. Oh, um, she doesn't feel good. She Maybe she didn't want to hook up with me, so she's going to leave. So I think... I don't think that you blew it, but I think you might have to go the extra mile and maybe reach out to him just to make sure that he knows that you're still interested. Mm -hmm. You just had a little moment of, of nervousness. I agree. From the sounds of it, I don't I don't think she blew it. I do think that he probably felt a sense of um, rejection in a sense, and maybe he could kind of sense that she was a bit nervous, and that's why she got out of there. But I don't think that that's bad enough for, him, for her to have blown it. But I do think she might have to take the extra step to kind of keep the communication going, depending on how she reacted to him when he asked if she was okay the next day. What do you think? Um, man, I feel like guys pick up on energy. And if her, her nerves were showing, like if she was that nervous, mm -hmm. he's going to think like, She's not. She's not interested in this relationship, and she's she's not down with it. You think guys pick up on yeah. energy? I was gonna say. I think you give guys way too much energy. Still? Right. Yeah, too oh. much credit. Yeah. I, I, have, I have never <laughs> known a man that could read the room ever. In a romantic situation, they they always think you are more interested in them than you really are. It's they they can't read the vibes. I was just the opposite. I was always so afraid of rejection that I just assumed that you didn't that there was nothing going on. I think in this case, though, this is pretty sal salvageable. I think just a simple text, uh, say, being honest with them, like, you know what, once I got to your place, I just got really, really super nervous. This isn't on you. This is just on me. Um, so please don't take it personally. I'd really like to see you again today, tomorrow, whatever. Just oh, so go, just go like literally the complete honest route. However, do not disclose that you've never been kissed. Yeah, I still don't think I would do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're fine saying that you were a bit nervous though, and and maybe you were uneasy and just you wanted to go home, but you want a, a redo. Yes. I think he'd be fine yeah. with that. Yeah, let's run it back. I just be honest. Say say you had something going on, but make sure you know, make sure he knows that the blame's not on him. It's the Bird Show. Get it, the Bird Show. So first things first, let's talk about our singles event for Valentine's Day, which we call Bitterball, which happened on Friday night. I had a good time on Friday. <laughs> it was an absolute blast. I got so tipsy-whipsy. <laughs> I was another person that night. So you as I understand on it, the couches were, it was amazing. Yeah. As I understand it, you tried caviar for the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Note to self, always go out to dinner with Kristen. She, <laughs> she, so we were leaving the studio on Friday, and she's like, oh, yeah, I made us reservations at Chop's Lobster Bar. And I was like, girl, you got that money, money? I was like, I'm going to eat before I go. And she was like, 
like, nah, I got this. And so she ordered us boob ticket <laughs> and then also caviar, which is surprisingly garlicky. Not what I expected from caviar, but little pancakes. And we also had some steak tartare. We were eating good. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is, I, I'm a woman of a certain age now, so I pregame a little differently. <laughs> which I appreciate. <laughs> Sonic out. Yes. Chops lobster bar in. Yes, okay. exactly. We They serve us impeccable, food's impeccable. We had, a, that was a great start to the evening before we headed over to Tongue and Groove. And then we get to Tongue and Groove and we walk in and that's when the bottle service came out and... I just don't know why I think <laughs> I'm like Kristen of yesteryears. I need to remember who I am. It was a super fun night. It was. It was a very fun night. So all of you guys that showed up yes. to Bitterball, uh, Romeo also made a cameo, which was cool also. I know you didn't see that coming. No, that was such a fun <laughs> surprise. So for the mass Theater, it came down to two guys. I was like, it was easy to... to um, cut out the the cat because he was giving bad answers. I was like, this this is not the energy I'm looking for. And the last two options were an an eagle and um, the shark. And Romeo ended up being the shark. And I was like, I was gonna choose the shark, but everyone in the audience was like, eagle. Eagle, eagle, and he was really tall, so I was like, I'll choose the eagle. <laughs> Anybody that was in that place that knows you knew you were going with the tall mask. Anybody. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, it would have been so much better if I had chosen Romeo. It would have been such a nice little ending Your for that face, because I hit him up, and I was like, hey, he free on Friday night? <laughs> would you like to, like, s- like you know, surprise the bejesus out of Abby by being one of our bachelors? And he was so game, and it was so good to see him and hang out. Um, Cassie, you are going to have to give some info out on that dress that you are wearing, because I got so many DMs from people. People that love that dress. Uh, it's a jumpsuit. Yeah, it's a jumpsuit. It's a like a rainbow jump uh, sequin jumpsuit, and it's for from Eloqui. That's E L O Q U I I. And sorry for all you street size people. It's just for the plus size ladies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Abby here. Uh, PowerPoint. We have not now got technology coming into the dating world, which has been there for a long time. But PowerPoint. Yeah. So TikTok shows me what it's like to have a boyfriend in a long term relationship. And as I was scrolling through the TikTok. I came across this really funny video of this guy who's dating a girl because it's labeled my boyfriend. Um, And it's a video of him in front of a TV screen. So the girl's laying in bed. She's got the phone in front of her. And her boyfriend is standing in front of her next to the TV with a PowerPoint pulled up. And it's captioned, my boyfriend told me he had something to show me when I got off work. And it was a PowerPoint labeled why I should have all time boob privileges. This is from what? at Catch YK. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess he lost boob privileges and he gave her a PowerPoint <laughs> to convince her to give them back. Welcome to my presentation on why I should have all time boob privileges. <laughs> this is a chart right here. On this axis are my total privileges. This one, my happiness. As you can see, it's pretty clear. More privileges I receive, the happier I get. <laughs> Next, we'll have some other supporting information. Making dinner plus ice cream and snacks equals happy Kylie. My hand times two plus Kylie's boobs equals happy Evan. Happy Evan plus happy Kylie equals happy relationship. So apparently we have cracked the code to true love. It's just girls getting fed and boys getting boobs. He's saying this is just business here. Look, I got something that you want to make you happy and vice versa. I can understand the math on this. I see see how this works out. For her being in the relationship, not knowing how long they've been together, I'm maybe she found this endearing and funny and cute. 
from an outsider knowing nothing about their relationship, <laughs> it's a little on the cringe side. It, it was cringy to you? It, that, that, that's cringy to me. I yeah. thought it was very creative. Just I was because like, of the privilege part? Like, you're not, pr- <laughs> you're not like... You don't earn my boobs, is no. that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, and maybe it's because I'm hungover, but I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> this, is, this is cringy. I love the PowerPoint. Yes. I like the being granted access and the privilege. It's very, it's giving consent, which I like. <laughs> we, lo- we love consent. <laughs> I don't like, you don't get to make dinner and then have access. Making dinner is just a normal adult behavior, yes. okay? Yes. Now, snacks and ice cream, boob privileges. Different. There you yeah. go. Totally different. I just want to know what he did to lose the boob privileges. Show me the PowerPoint on that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cass, so it's a leap year, and you think maybe it's a little bit time for some unique thinking here. Yeah, and it's not just me. It is St. Patrick, like the Irish St. Patrick from back in the day, says on leap year, women are supposed to take the lead on Valentine's Day. And it became a law in 13th century Scotland that women were allowed to propose to men because technically, like, February 29th wasn't recognized legally as a real day, so none of the stuff mattered that day, like legal statuses. So women were supposed to propose to men who were taking too long. And if the man said no, they would get fined for saying no on the leap day. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure on dudes. Uh Uh It could be anything from, like, a pair of gloves so the woman could hide her hand at being embarrassed that there was no ring on it to like fabric for a new skirt or even one pound which is $700 today that you would get fined for saying no but you're supposed so on leap years women are supposed to take the lead on Valentine's Day and ask your man out or ask him to marry you. Oh, I knew I liked my ancestors. I'm Irish, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right, those are two different things. Asking a man out and then proposing to him, two totally different things. Because one I'd be very open to, the other one be very off-putting. Well, any of it. So, like, the whole point is on Valentine's Day, because the roles are reversed, you're supposed to, like, make the romantic gestures, whether that is just asking out or planning the dinner or getting the gifts or asking them to marry you. And it wasn't just Ireland. It's Scotland, Finland, like, all over Europe. It became mm. very much a thing. So, February 29th this year, if you're a woman in a relationship or you want to go on a date with someone, it's on you to make the first move. Kind of like a Sadie Hawkins. Mo, how would you react if your girlfriend that you've been going out with for how long now? Uh, it will be two years in May. Two years. She proposed to you. Ooh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I'm too caught up in the tradition of it. Like, I want to I want to get on the knee. I want to do the asking. I want to ask for your hand in marriage in front of your family. Like, I, I want to do the whole thing. I, something about her asking me, I, it just wouldn't feel right. I'm with Mo. As progressive as I like to think I am in some areas, this would be, I'm traditional here. I'm I, traditional in this area as well. Yeah. Yeah. It would put me in such a tight spot, though, because I wouldn't want to say no and embarrass her. Yeah. Yeah. So I really don't know. Uh, no, let me not say I don't know what I would do before she gets ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, begging for a man on my knees, it doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> Just no. But my question is, if, if you propose on a quote-unquote fake day, is it then a fake relationship? Because if it's not a real day. Mm, well, now it's recognized as a real day. So, yeah, I guess before that, maybe it wasn't. Mm. That's But it even spread to Illinois, where women would then take on men's jobs and then arrest single men for the crime of being single. Seriously? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Get it? The Bird Show.